0: All right, y'all, welcome back to another episode of the Blessed Beyond Measure podcast. I'm your host, CL The Source, and today I got a fun one for y'all, man. I got one of my good homies with me, man. Um, one of the easiest people to talk to, super cool dude. This dude knows everybody, man. He's like the, the neighborhood cool guy, bro. <laughs> but uh, my boy, Ramil, uh Babiera.
1: Yeah, Babiera. Yeah.
0: There we go. Yep, that's, hey, man. I had to ask him before we got on here how to pronounce his last name because I didn't want to butcher that. But uh, I thank you, my God, for joining us, bro. I appreciate you spending some time and jumping on the podcast. We've been meaning to do this for a while, huh?
1: Yeah, I mean, we we talked about this uh, over a couple of bike rides and just, you know, came up with some ideas. But, uh, you know, I'm I'm really happy to finally kind of hop on and just kind of shoot the shit, man, and just talk.
0: Hell yeah, man. I'm happy to have you on finally, bro. And uh, my apologies for kind of lagging on this shit, man. But, um, you know, either way, we got you on board. And, you know, I really wanted to get you on here, man, because like I said, you are one of the easiest people to talk to. Every time I, I run into you, man, it's super easy to just chop it up. And, you know, man, um, I, I felt like one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to bring you on here was to talk about fatherhood, bro, because I've always been so curious about that. I know you're a father of three, bro. And, you know, I kind of just wanted to pick your brain and see how that's going for you, man. You got three little ones. Well, actually, I think you got like a teenager now, too, right?
1: Man, I mean, she's uh, she's currently a senior in high school. Oh,
0: shit. Um,
1: so that that blows my mind, man. Um, you know, somebody, somebody once asked me, like, you know, uh, if you can do it all over again and pick the age that you can have your first child you know, what would it be? And I thought about it for a second. And like, honestly, I don't think I would change anything. Then. You know, I had my kid very young. Um, and, you know I, I, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. But, you know, I, I feel that, you know, at the place that I was uh, personally in my life when I did have her, that she like truly is an angel. You know what I mean? She kind of like made me step up my game and kind of got me to where i'm at right now with my career or even providing for the family you know Mm -hmm. so you know man being a father it's crazy uh it's it's the most it's the most wildest thing like you can imagine um yeah man
0: how how Uh, old were you how old were you when you uh when you had her
1: so I, i found out that i was gonna have her when i was 20 and you know i was like A fucking like knucklehead not really knowing what I wanted to do with my life you know had like a a job but like wasn't really like was very carefree you know didn't really have or was not at least maintaining any responsibility Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but you know um I, I stepped it up you know and you know after finding out that we I was gonna have a kid or I was gonna be a father um I I did the best I could and you know, I, I learned as I, as I went, you know? Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not a perfect dad, you know what I'm saying? By, by all means, I'm, I'm far from perfect, but I think that the thing that makes me a good father is that, you know, I, I know that I can do better. You know, it's, 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 a, it's kind of a humbling experience to, to tell your child that, you know, that to say that, you know, I'm wrong. You know what I mean? Mm. Or admit fault. You know, I I think uh, growing up in like a traditional, like Filipino family, um, that was almost never the case with like my parents, you know, and uh, I don't, it's not that they didn't do a a good job because they absolutely did, but you know, there are different avenues to kind of, for like parenting, right? Like uh, providing like support financially um, and I think you know a lot of the like original Filipinos who came over from the Philippines didn't really have that emotional support. So um, I I try to push that uh, with each one of my kids.
0: Man, that's that's super dope, bro. Because that's I, I feel like that's so important, man. And I can relate so much because obviously um, I grew up in a Filipino household as well, man. And you know and before I even continue further with my thought here, man, I want to say that, like, honestly, man, there's no perfect father, there's no perfect person, bro, you know, and I think that there's no book on this shit, bro, everybody's parenting style is different, and the more conversations I've had with other parents, whether it be you, some of my other friends, or some of my cousins, it's like, they're learning on the fly, just like everybody else, bro, and I think that I think what I've kind of gathered from that is that, like, the kids that are born, they actually teach you shit. They teach you so much, absolutely. Kind of like make you look at life from a completely different perspective. You have to kind of increase your capacity for like some of these emotional kind of uh, things that we're talking about, man. And you know, they they kind of they force your hand in in a way, but in a good way, right? Like if you're if you're a good-hearted person, if you take care of your kids, obviously, but. And you obviously you obviously do. But, you know, it's it's one of those things that I imagine to be transformative, life changing. Like you recognize that you're no longer just living for yourself. Right. And I think when you're no longer when you have like a bigger and and a greater sense of purpose that way, man, that's when like that's when like true magic starts to happen, bro, because. You 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 really have no choice. You got to push yourself to be the best the best version of yourself. Like you can't just you can't wait any longer. You can't just fucking bullshit the whole time. You know what I mean? You got you got mouths to feed and all that, right? Right. But you know, going back to to growing up in, in a Filipino household, man, I I can totally relate because, you know, my dad, God bless his heart. I love to do me and my dad's relationship it's super cool now man but it wasn't always like this bro and you know when you're a kid you know you need certain things bro you need presence you need love you need attention you need nurturing you need nourishment all that stuff and my pop was fucking amazing at um providing but he just didn't he wasn't he was very um he, he didn't know how to kind of deliver in those other areas because of how he was raised. His father wasn't around like since he was a kid. So he had to learn how to be a man all on his own and how to be a father. Like he had his, he had me when I think like the same age, you had your first daughter, like around then, maybe 19 years old. And wow, it's like you bro, like dude, in those early, you know, those, those teenage years and early twenties, I was a Fucking knucklehead. I can imagine my dad in like right sixties and eighties and all that, bro. Like they were probably wilding out, bro. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I, I I totally understand. And then coming from that Filipino background where the culture is kind of stricter, kind of, you know, we're hard-nosed people, but we're also soft, like hearted. You know what I'm saying? Like we we work our asses off. But at yeah. the same time, I feel like we we're like the most hospitable, most kind, like people you'll ever meet.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I think that's uh, I think that's one of the special characteristics that a lot of Filipinos carry, right? Or something that's associated with Filipinos is that we're very kind, right? And it could boil down to like, you know, you remember like going to a friend's house or something. The first thing like their parents say if they're Filipino is like, "Oh, have you eaten?" Right? Or like kind of force feeding you to eat. And you know, I think that's just uh, an example of like how hospitable or how kind like Filipino people can be, you know, it's, you know, the relationship I had with my pops, uh, it wasn't the best, uh, because I was a knucklehead, right? And, you know, uh, he did his best uh, to kind of instill uh, these things like work ethic and, uh, you know, beliefs in me. Um, And even though, you know, I could have been better uh, at, in that relationship, I can still see, uh, everything that he's kind of bestowed on me shine through, you know what I mean? And, you know, it's easy to kind of cop out and kind of like blame your parents for like all of like the hardships that you've like been through, or maybe like, you know, if you uh, are suffering, suffering from like some, uh, mental health issues, but you know, I've, I've come to the conclusion that it's like, you really won't get anywhere if you don't kind of give them that credit or try to understand the trauma that they went through. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Trauma is like suffered through generations. And imagine just like, you know, we, we, they kind of like set their roots here in the U S right. They sacrificed everything in order for us to flourish. And at what cost, you know, they might not have been there emotionally or, you know, uh, they, we couldn't vibe or, you know, something like that, but they did their best, you know, and I, I love my parents for that. You know, my, my dad passed uh, back in 2002, um, but, you know, I still think of, think about him, like, to this day, and I hold no resentment. Um, I, I love him for everything that he did. Um, is there some regret? Yeah, sure, like, I I wish we, we could have talked more, but, you know, I, I think that he did his best and it, it, it shine. It's shown through.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. bro. great, great points. And, you know, rest in peace to your father, man. And, and, and everything you said was so like connective and relatable to me, man, because I, I, I realized the same thing. I've come to the realization in my adult years that like you get nowhere blaming, you know, external circumstances for your own, you know missteps or or shortcomings or whatever the case may be but when you kind of like are able to empathize and put yourself in their situation you understand that they're you know our parents and our parents parents and everybody before that honestly like they're everyone's doing the best that they can with what they know right i'm saying and i think that when you kind of come to that conclusion you just start to realize that like you have you can, you can change the trajectory of your life, man. You don't have like, you don't have to sit there and complain the whole time. Like, of course it, of course it sucks. Like some, some like I, I want to be very mindful of like other people's circumstances for sure. Right. Cause there's some responses out there that are, that are really difficult and that, that really needs, and I, I don't want to discount or, or minimize any of that stuff, but at the same time, like, I think the message is still the same. I think that like people, once we realize like that, once we once we take full responsibility for our lives, and we just save that energy from blaming other people or other circumstances for our current circumstances, we can then kind of shift that energy and kind of change our lives the way we want it and, and mold it the way we want it. Is it gonna Is it gonna take time? Of course. Is it gonna take energy? Of course. Is it gonna be easy? No. Is it gonna be hard? Of course it is. But I will tell you, it's, it's fucking worth it. And when you kind of like stop wasting time. Just blaming and pointing pointing the finger at somebody else for your shortcomings, you can really kind of like maximize the time that you have here in your current life, man, and really fucking this is a buzzword, man. Manifest a lot of shit in your life the way that you you fucking want it to, man. But yeah, you know, I think it's a, it's one of those. It, it's really difficult to kind of like get out of that mindset, but it, it can be done. It's really possible. And what what age were you when you started to realize that, man? About like you, you know, kind of kind of letting go of that resentment or, or whatever it was that you were kind of harboring? Uh, you know, I, it's, it, to be
1: completely honest, it's, it's a work in progress, you know? It's just kind of these thoughts that you kind of go through growing into an adult, you know, like I'm, I'm far from being the most comfortable in my skin. And, you know, just as much as I say these things, it's not necessarily the easiest thing to apply in daily life, you know? Like I'm still, I'm still human. You know what I mean? And, and I think that's the important thing is that everyone's kind of like a work in progress. Um, but, you know, I think the proponent, the proponent that had me kind of like come to these realizations was when the relationship between uh, myself and the mother of my children uh, didn't pan out as expected. You know, we, uh, we were together for like 14 years, got married, and ultimately uh, we split up. Um, but, you know, just because it didn't pan out to what was expected doesn't necessarily define how that relationship should be. You know, um, I, I am so fortunate and so blessed to have an amazing relationship with her and, you know, my, my current girlfriend... And just, you know, I mean, Luann, she's just, she's an amazing co-parent. And, you know, to this day, you know, I have so much love for her and, you know, I, I would do anything for her because, you know, that's, that's the mother of my children, right? I feel that like, if I were to just kind of like be a complete asshole and disregard anything that she's going through or be apathetic to any of her, experiences after we split it'll simply reflect onto the kids Mm. so it's it's like why would I do that you know like these people kind of like all play a part in my life and I'm I'm kind of all about you know making sure that everyone eats right that everyone's good and maybe it's like the Filipino in me you know what I'm saying (laughs) Um, (laughs) but it's just I don't know it's it's definitely not it's it's definitely not the norm but it's it's mine you know it's our life and uh we're like you said we're just doing the best and making the best of it
0: that's dope man for you to for you to maintain that relationship because i uh i grew up in a broken household man you know what i mean and, and my mom and pop they don't talk you know i don't they haven't talked in in years you know and uh i mean it's cordial like I think the last time that my mom and dad were in the same room and 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 said some stuff was when my grandma passed away probably about 10 years ago, maybe a little. A little. A little oh, hold on one second. I think my internet was unstable. Uh, oh, we good. All right, my bad. Jumping back into what Interesting I was saying. Question. Man, jumping back into what I was saying, man. Um, I think the last time my parents really spoke bro was years ago and and it was just like a few words you know for my dad showing respect to my to my grandma when she passed and um that's why I commend you bro because it takes a, a certain personality to be able to maintain a healthy relationship for the greater good which is your kids right and um I think you're absolutely right coming from that perspective I can honestly say that like I'm sure your kids can respect it and, and appreciate the fact that y'all are more than cordial from what it sounds like, you know what I'm saying? Like y'all have a, a great relationship yeah. and, and it's, it's for the kids, you know what I'm saying? And you still have like love for each other, which is fucking dope because, you know, I think that, um, just because it didn't work out with the two of y'all doesn't mean that like y'all wishing ill will towards each other or like y'all, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's still like, it's still, yo, it just didn't work out. Like, but like, you're the mother of my kids, you're the father of her children, right, so it's like, there has to be that, that level of understanding, respect, and, and still, it's still based on love, you know what I'm saying, but you could still live your life, like, it just, it just didn't work out, that's, that's just how life is sometimes, you know what I'm saying, yeah,
1: yeah, you know, I, you know, when we first got together, you know, I always said that, and even to this day, you know, Cause we still argue. I mean, it's fucking, it's human nature. You know what I'm saying? People will like butt heads. But at the end of the day, we know that we're there for each other. And she'll forever, forever be part of the family. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter. Like if it didn't work out, you know, she'll always be part of that family.
0: Yeah, totally, man. And you know, growing up Filipino, man, we we know family is everything, right? Like, especially, especially how I was raised, man. Like, you know, I, I hold family, like the highest order for pretty much man and you seem like the same way man and um it's so cool that you can you can manage a healthy dynamic like that because a lot of people man um it, it's really difficult to do that i know for myself i've had relationships fail and i mean i haven't we haven't spoken you know some of my ex-girlfriends we haven't spoken god my last ex-girlfriend i haven't spoke to her in like two years and I think that's really what happens right I mean granted I don't have any kids with them or anything like that right so like there's really no need for us to communicate anymore but at the same time it's just so interesting how you can like be in like such an such a like personalized relationship right and it's it's so intimate and then all of a sudden just like never speak again it's like yeah
1: bro I I think the same thing it's like you know um I see people who like like the minute they like break up with their exes or something, right? They'll like scrub them off of like the social media, like they never existed. And that's wild to me. Like you're going to tell me, right? That even though it didn't work out, like that joy that was once shared in your life, you can't like, it's just, maybe it's just too hard to like see. If it's like too much to see and it's traumatic, I understand. But like, just to kind of, I don't know, just like not uh, not even recognize that relationship because you know everyone kind of grows and learns from relationships right
0: totally man i think it's uh you know like like you said man uh everybody's everybody's kind of like a work in progress and i think some people's progress uh some people's processes are just different so but but it, it really it's, it's like a head scratcher to me too because like like I, like when i tell a girl or anybody that i love them i mean that shit bro and and true love is unconditional in my in my honest opinion bro now does that mean that like just because you love somebody you got to be with that person? No. Nah. You know what I'm saying? Like I think from what I'm hearing from you with your relationship, like even though it hasn't worked out, like y'all still got mad love for each other, you know what I'm saying? Like that's not going to change. Yeah. Y'all just can't be together in that in that type of scenario, you know what I'm saying? And I feel the same way with past relationships and and even old friends that like I haven't seen and talked to for a long time that I've had fallouts with and shit like that, you know what I'm saying? And it's 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 mm. it's, it's but it's so interesting, like uh, certain people, how like you were just kind of like highlighting, man, that they could just like scrub them off their social media and and just kind of be done with them. You know what I'm saying? It's just, but I guess like everybody has their own kind of like way of coping with things and processing things, and and you know whatever works for everybody, I guess. Right. Man, but yeah,
1: I, I, I just, and we can't we can't hate, right?
0: Yeah. No, nah. and you know I I just felt I feel like dude, why is my internet tripping? Are you getting that on your? Uh, my bad. We might have to edit that stuff out a little later on are you getting that like on your shit like the internet tripping a little bit or or is that just me
1: yeah it's like super uh kind of choppy
0: yeah oh here we go it's good but yeah, i'm I'm gonna let that shit ride anyway man my my real folks that follow the blessed beyond measure podcast they just gonna have to ride it out dug it out with us <laughs> but but not real talk no, you know though, you know the vibes you know the vibes you know the vibes but uh real talk though bro it's um like I, I totally feel you and I hella respect the fact that like you you you're you're a bigger a big enough man to to realize the importance of like maintaining that that like healthy relationship with your ex, with your baby mama, you know what I'm saying? For not only for like for your inner peace and like your like you know um your your like healthy relationship with her and connection with her, but for your kids. Because, like, as I mentioned, bro, like, I grew up in that, bro, like, so my mom and dad broke up when I was eight, man, and they were fighting, all that shit, bro, and I was at an age, you know, eight is kind of one of those, those ages where you kind of like, you know, you kind of understand what's going on, but you don't, you know what I'm saying, and right, it was, it was very confusing to me, man, and I, I felt that, like, if things were kind of handled a little better, um, things might have played out differently. Oh, they definitely would have played out differently. But I'm at, again, I'm at the space now where I understood that like, you know, they're, they're doing the best that they could with with what they knew, you know what I'm saying? And, but um, at the same time, like it, it, it definitely could have been handled better. And I think my dad would probably agree my mom too, but you know, it is what it is. And, you know, you really can't just like, you can't blame people for your circumstances, like your whole life, you have to kind of like reach a point where you're just like, you know what, man, like, you got you to gotta move forward. You got to, like, stop fucking pointing the blame and, and move forward. That's why, like, I can appreciate a person like yourself making sure that that, like, that was always going to be important to you to make sure that your relationship was good with your baby mom, for your kids and shit like that, bro. So that's dope. Kudos to you. Yeah. Man. And, you know,
1: you know, I want to kind of go off of what you're saying, where it's like, you know, not blaming your shortcomings or, or anything that you kind of are suffering in your current life on, on other people. Right. Um, I just, even me, you know, there's some, you know, everyone kind of has their demons and I think, you know, up to a certain point, you kind of have to take hold of it and and do the best you can to, to figure it out. Right. Yeah. Therapy or or just like, you know, meditation. Right. I, I know that you do a lot of meditation and it's kind of like trying to find a deeper inner peace or an inner calm, or just a, a, a deeper understanding, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And I think it's, it's, I think it's once you take that step that things will, you know, will eventually get better.
0: I think you're, I think you're absolutely right, bro. And it's, um it's one of those, it's one of those things, man, like I never knew how much, how much work it took to actually kind of like get to that, to that space where, you know, you see things a lot more clear. I, I never even knew that there was these, these resources, bro, you know, um, like therapy, like meditation. I like, for instance, for therapy, my stigma behind therapy was like so fucking, like it, it wasn't acceptable to me. Like earlier on in my early years, I used to, I used to feel like it was like weak to, to go, to go seek help or like see a doctor because like right. they're just going to medicate you and blah, blah, blah. And like, what are people going to think? This was my like lower form of like my, my lower evolved self uh, version of myself. And God, that was so stupid. But at the same time, just like you, just like everybody else, I'm a work in progress. And, you know, I really didn't have an open mind enough to understand the benefits that came along with being able to articulate how you feel and really kind of just lighten your load by expressing yourself and seeking like direction and guidance from a, a professional that understands like, you know, how the brain works and how relationships can affect your your overall health and well being. And it's just so it's so crazy. And and I love the direction that we're all kind of going in now, where that like there's like a higher state of consciousness towards that stuff. You know what I mean? And it's just like right. I think, you know, going back to kind of growing up Filipino, I, I kind of modeled my my dad in that fashion. Like, you feel a certain type of way you just hold that fucking shit in and you just fucking exactly you know what i'm saying like you keep going like who gives a fuck you just like nobody cares you got to keep fucking going but that's like one of the furthest things from the truth because there are like resources out there that everybody could tap into you know especially nowadays like it's a lot more accessible it's a lot more um just readily available you know what i'm saying so i had to change my stigma and, and you made a reference to 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 meditation man and I, I I practice it every single day it's something that I'm able to kind of like use to anchor myself to kind of like help me make more progress every single day because like like you said bro we're all works in progress man and I think that's important to really recognize bro that there's nobody fucking perfect everybody fucking makes mistakes everybody yeah. fucking has missteps and you know shit like that but at the same time like Like, are we going to just, we're not defined by that, bro. Like, we're defined by how we live our life, how we keep moving, how we grow, evolve and adapt, man. And I think that, like, this newer generation, man, and you you can probably speak on this a lot better than I can, because this new generation, I feel like they're a lot smarter than we were, bro. Speaking for myself personally, like, they're, I mean, they got these tools that they're just, like, fucking able to access, like, way easier at such an early age. And they're just like a lot more emotionally, kind of like evolved. Um, they're smarter. Like, I, I'm sure you could tell me that you can. You can kind of attest to that with the three kids that you got.
1: You know, it's it's crazy that you say that because I actually feel that like um, kids these days. So you know, you know, like what I like what we were talking about, how kind of you know having that kind of like emotional support uh, growing up uh it it wasn't as strong as other things right um i it it's funny because i feel that like a lot of the kids now and that includes like my my teenagers is so uh in tune with her emotions that at times it can it can kind of be uh be negative right because there has to be there has to be that balance that like you know it's okay to like feel your emotions but there has to be a, a sense Or or just there has to be like a mental toughness. You know what I mean? There has to be that balance. And like, you can't just be all mental toughness and be stoic or show no emotion, right? Mm -hmm. But then you can't just be living in your thought or living in your emotions and being incapable of, you know, taking uh, anything that you may perceive as negative. You know? So... And, and, you know, that, that can be attributed to a lot of things like social media, right? It's like you're these kids, you know, they're like constantly like online and it's, you know, it's just it's it's just nonstop. You know what I mean? It's like overstimulating, you know, like if let's say, for example, like you find you find out like somebody doesn't like you and they're like talking shit about you, right? Like you can like find out like right right then and there in your dm or like on a ig post right back when we were kids right if we found out somebody didn't like us might take a whole weekend you know what i mean (laughs) it might take a it might take a while until it comes back to you and you're like oh well what's up then you know what i mean (laughs) but now it's just I, i feel like there's an overstimulation that kind of kind of have a negative impact on on those who are a bit too emotional
0: Yeah no great great fucking points bro because the landscape definitely fucking changed and you know like I think you're absolutely right you 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 touched on the word balance and I think that balance is like this is just my opinion but I think balance is like one of the most important things because you you don't want to be too far this way or too far that way you want to kind of stay in between and or, or or what works best for you because at the end of the day yes you're absolutely right like if, if you're kind of like if you have these resources and it helps you express yourself emotionally and all that stuff like that's great and all but you need to be able to kind of pick up and move forward because life doesn't stop for nobody like just because you feel a certain type of way right like you have to be able to kind of yeah. like express yourself and let that shit go and move forward so i think you're absolutely right and there's a fine line and a fine balance between that because and and you're absolutely fucking right like this, this social dilemma that we're in, right? Have you seen that shit on Netflix, bro? Yeah, and it's, it's like- I haven't now. Oh, you haven't? This is It's an it's a, a interesting documentary, man. I always kind of like recommend people to just kind of like check it out and then they can formulate their own kind of opinion on things. But it's basically what you see. You know what I mean? Like these kids have access to this like technology, this constant stimulation, this constant, you know, just dopamine hits. And like you said, they have access to like to shit so much faster that like like what you mentioned was absolutely true. Like when there's cyber bullying, you know what I'm saying like so for yeah. you as a parent, I'm yeah, kidding, that's bro, crazy, how, dude. How do you manage that shit, bro?
1: I mean, I think uh, I have a lot of talks with my kid and just kind of like a lot of touch bases and just try to see where she's at mentally, understand it, and kind of like you know give options and stuff and say, well, I mean, like, what are our options? What can we do? You know, can we push forward? um you know i mean like sometimes i'll get like d- you know uh down and dirty and like, be like Yo, or, you know fuck that bitch you know fuck that you know whatever <laughs> just to kind of give them that support you know what i mean yeah
0: yeah, yeah. but you know
1: <laughs> it, it's crazy that you talked about that because like i remember reading something where it's like back in the days right you would have to go to like different regions for example like if we were here in Daly City, you know, like we, we used to wear like, wear fucking like breakdown t-shirts, uh, like triple five. Soul. we used to wear like fucking like, we used to like puff our shoes and shit. Right. Yeah. And then if you were to go to like a different region of the country, right. Maybe a different city in LA, it'd be completely different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But now if you look at it, no matter where you go, everybody dresses the fucking same. Mm. And it's because they can see it. Right. They see it like on their social media and then they, they just fucking take it and run with it so it's it's crazy
0: wow that's interesting man now that you mentioned that because you know it's like a lot of a lot of what why we even dressed the way we did bro was like to try to express our individuality or kind of like you know like show our style type shit kind of what we sided with but you, but that's right dude like with everything on the internet, bro you can be on this side of the fucking earth and, and, and see what people are doing on the other side of the earth and, and follow that trend. And, you know, you're right. Like I do look at these kids now and not to, not to poke fun or anything, but they are dressing the same in a lot of ways, man. And, you know, now, and yeah, what's man. what's interesting about, about style and shit, bro, like, and, and this is going to be kind of taken into another, another part of the discussion um, and we can kind of loop around back to parenthood if, if it comes to that, but I think that, like, with style, bro, it always fucking comes back full circle, bro. Like, if you if you look at what's going Absolutely. on right now, bro, I just saw a picture with Drake with a visor, and his visor was upside down. Remember how we used to rock visors, bro, where it was, like, it was, like, Fila visor, yeah. like, the tennis visors, and it would be upside down, but the bill is, like, facing upwards like this, and then, like, you can see it now, like, they're starting to get back to, like, yeah. clothing, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't be surprised if they start uh, puffing their, puffing their shoes and like, you know, putting their pants legs up and shit like that. (laughs) It's going to be crazy, bro. You know what I'm saying?
1: That's, you know what, that's one thing, that's one thing that I'm waiting for. Because I'm waiting for that, man. Because I see like, you know, I see with my kids and I see with like people on the internet and the trends, you know, they're going for like a baggier jean. They're going for, like, uh, they're going for, like, uh, vintage tees and, you know, baggier fits.
0: Right.
1: But the minute that I see, like, a kid in Utah puffing his shoes, I will, I will be, that's it. I'm done. I don't, it, need any, I don't need any more internet. I don't need nothing. I'm good. <laughs> I've lived I, my uh, life. I've seen it all.
0: Should we just get ahead of this curve, bro, and just start, you know, you know, bringing it back? I'm going to get my sock on and K-Swisses and shit, bro, and, like you know we'll be good exactly
1: yeah man i'll start i'll start uh putting rubber bands on my pants again bro we can do this man i think all it takes all it takes is all it takes is one person and a couple of views bro
0: oh hell yeah man i'm telling you man and then drake will see it and he'll fucking like post a picture bro and it's 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 a wrap from there bro they better just all i all i'm saying is they better give us fucking credit okay (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, I know they're gonna have like a designer designer puffer puffer socks. Yeah, right. Made by yeah, right. made by Louis Vuitton,
0: dude. Our style. not wait. Our style was. I loved our styles like the '90s and like that shit was a dope ass era to grow up in, man. I I really feel that way, dude. Like, yeah, it was like. I mean, yeah, it's cool like to have the internet and shit like that, like the the technology that it offers, but just like hanging out with your friends, bro, and, like, fucking doing things outdoors and, like, doing dumbass shit, bro, was, like, it was hella fun, dude. There's nothing like it, man.
1: Yeah, bro, I, like, the dumbest shit, dog, like, the dumbest shit. I remember, uh, I was, like, a teenager, and I was, we had, like, a, I was in my boy's car, and we were, like, chasing somebody down, like, throwing water balloons, and, uh, we must have missed and hit the car ahead of in, ahead of that their car. And like this huge, like Samoan dude comes out, and he's and we're just like, yo, like fuck this. And we just like backed all the way out of that street and just booked it.
0: <laughs> Ooh, shit, and then the
1: story started evolving, like, yo, did you yo, he had a gun. Did you see that? It's like, no, nah, I thought it was a bat, bro. And you're like, I think it was a gun bat, dog. Like, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh shit dude i can relate bro the mischief that we got into man was oh dude it was indescribable but those were fun times man the 90s had a lot going bro that's why i feel like this this shit it's it's starting to come to that bro where you can just see like even think about it bro like so people are starting to wear fitted hats more again whereas not that long right. ago like the dad hats really got back in style. You know, I think Chris Brown kind of did that. He got the dad hats back in style and now you're starting to see fitted hats, more kind of looser bag, your sweats and jeans and, and stuff like that, like longer hoodies. Like, whereas before, like just fairly recently, like it was more tight, like everything was a little more fitted. So it's just so interesting how it's like making its way back around. Like, it's like, I don't know, dude, like why do you think that shit happens, bro?
1: I mean, I think I think it's always kind of been like that, right? Like fashion at one point has always become like cyclical, where vintage has became, you know, retro has become cool, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like bell bottoms, like you know, people were like bringing that shit back, and even if they like, you know, it's it's just cyclical. I think, uh, I think people are always pulling inspiration, and if something hits, and it has to be, and maybe it's like inspired by something that that was like before. That it'll just catch like wildfire, right?
0: I think you're right, bro. And I think it's like yeah, think, fashion is okay.
1: good. No, no, fashion. It's just it's just like a it's a, it's a whole nother being. It's like it's like a monster, you know?
0: Totally, bro. And I think I think like the um like influencers have so much control over that because like like again, it's about individuality. I feel like, and when an influencer kind of like plays the contrarian role and kind of is like. It does he or she does something completely different than like what the current wave is like that mm. in turn starts to shift the direction of where like the styles are going you know what i'm saying and i'm starting to see that more now bro and it's it's just so interesting bro but i think you're absolutely right because it is cyclical it it, it not, nothing new is is being done here bro it's just you know like retro and then eventually something somebody's gonna do something different but like it's not really that different like because it's been done before you know what i'm saying
1: yeah it's 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 just pulling kind of like characteristics from other things kind of like music if you think about it right you know music like when hip-hop first started and stuff people were like pulling from like uh funk funk uh funk songs right sampling all of that right mm-hmm. sampling disco sampling all that other stuff and then if you hear now like like ty dollar sign or you know um mustard right dj mustard you can see that they're pulling it's funny because they're more so pulling samples from RB songs or songs from our childhood yeah you know what I mean and it's like you know it's almost kind of like stepped up each decade like you know every so often
0: yeah that's wild dude you're you're absolutely right bro because I'm noticing that in songs I'm like I fucking know this like from from like an old like 90s song dude you know what I'm saying and it's it's such a trip dude like are we are we have we reached that fucking those twilight years now bro where we're just (laughs) we're just we're like the old school heads now
1: bro for sure i i know i know for sure. i know for sure we did you could. tell i i knew it when we would (laughs) listen if you like still listen to the radio right Uh and you listen to like 96.5 uh
0: koit Uh
1: yeah if you listen like quite right you know before they'd play like uh like holland Oats and like uh you know um stuff like that but then now they're playing like shit that we grew up with right and that kind of like yeah,
0: yeah it, it kind of
1: shows us that that like we've hit that we've hit that fucking spot
0: <laughs> dude that's hella funny because i noticed that same thing not that long ago and that was that was a while ago like kblx and fucking 98.1 and shit they'll play like fucking Lil john and usher and like you know shit like that like that the shit that we were fucking jamming to like so i'm like damn bro like i remember being a kid and hearing my dad you know play some of these radio stations and like they would have like you know like his shit bro you know like sade and like all in and shit like that journey journey oh yeah all that shit right you know and and like and and now the station that my dad was listening to is now playing our shit. So it's so interesting to see, bro. Oh yeah, they're God.
1: playing like Black Street and like a Dina Howard as like a throwback. And I'm like, bro, like that was just yesterday. You
0: oh, know what God. I'm saying? Like that's that's hella funny, dude. But you know what, man, I think uh just like style, bro, it's 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 cyclical too, bro. Like and, and it's it's all being pulled from other you know, um, influences, man. I think that, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how, how like the music landscape evolves. I was having a conversation actually with, uh, with my roommates over here, Mark and Mace, we were talking about, um, cob and Donda and, you know, just kind of like, um, airing our opinions and shit about that. How, how do you, how are you liking those two albums, man?
1: You know, I think, uh, Man, we can get into it, dog. So, you know, just to, just to preface it, like, I love music. Like, music is, like, my being. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't go a day without listening to music. It's, you know, I, I almost live for it. So, you know, listening to Donda and listening to CLB, no matter how you flip it, they're both kind of mid-ish. You know, they're mid. But if you look at longevity of the whole thing, right, I believe that the Donda album has more longevity than CLB. And the reason why is because, you know, Kanye tends to kind of like push the envelope with the sound, right? Um, it's, it's always kind of like his musicality and seeing what he can do with it and kind of like melding these different voices to see what comes up, mm-hmm. right? We know from like his, uh, his earlier albums, like 808 and Heartbreaks or Yeezus, that when they were first kind of like, when they first came out, they weren't really received as well as his other albums.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But like a fine wine, they kind of grow. And when given that time to grow, they become better, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that Donda has the longevity over CLB. And the reason why is Mm because if you look at Drake, a lot of his albums, maybe since, I don't know since when, but it's very formulaic where he kind of has... You know, his, I think at most recently he kind of has his beats, which is in the middle of the song. He has like these emotional tracks and then he has him singing and then he has like a couple blappers, you know what I'm saying? Like those hard beats uh, where he just goes off rapping and then he has all of these features. Right. If you look at that, <clears throat> it'll get lost in kind of like everything else that's out there because it sounds like everything else that's out there.
0: Mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: So I mean, I, I think Donda will kind of be referred back to, uh, but if you look at both of them, they're pretty mid. Now, if we're talking about new albums, baby Keem, his new his newest album, I think it shits on both of those albums. Wow yeah
0: that's that's interesting you brought Baby Keems up because um I recently heard that it was really, really good, so I, I yeah. I think that's the universe telling me that I need to, to listen to some of that shit. And um, going back to CLB and, and, and Donda, man, I think that um, it's kind of weird that they both dropped at the same time too, because it kind of take like, it has an effect whether we kind of realize it or not. Like, and I think that there's like some people that are, um, that kind of like see the whole drama that was unfolded between the two of them, like Kanye and Drake and, they're pinned up against each other and like we have to compare them but but i think you made some great points about both of them dude you know what i mean I, I do feel the same way about donna in terms of like it has that potential to kind of be like one where you go back to and you're like oh yeah there's some classic songs on this fucking album bro like for me like i thought that album was like i finally just listened to it maybe like a week ago and it's been it's been for me i've just been enjoying like pretty much all of it you know what i'm saying like because it's, it's kanye bro like kanye is that polarized artist man that like you said bro he pushes the sound you know what i'm saying he's got his own we were talking about it earlier before we recorded these motherfuckers are geniuses whereas they see sounds bro and they literally are, like he, he's the type of person he's gonna put shit out there you may not fucking vibe with it like right then and there but it will It like you said it earlier bro he's ahead of his time you know what i'm saying and he he tends to do that shit yeah. He's like that creative fucking mad scientist, man. That will just fucking put it out there and let it be what it's going to be whether motherfuckers like it right now or like it later on, but either way motherfuckers are going to be talking about that shit. Now Drake, I don't like to make the comparisons between the two just because they're they're, they're very different music. You know what I mean? Drake is super poppy, bro. Like he's I like
1: agree.
0: He's super yeah. he's, he's radio. So I think the motherfuckers king of the fucking radio bro like he just he has mastered knowing how to make those commercialized songs like you said and he gives you a little bit of everything which is like so i think there's a lot to appreciate about both you know what i'm saying like kanye is like that forward thinking kind of creative mad scientist with the music and the sounds and shit like that that you may not rock with right now but later on you're gonna be like fucking kanye bro like you know like but drake he's like that motherfucker's like God damn it, Drake! This motherfucker just—he just put it, put another fucking another song out there that'll make you move your ass, bro. You know what I'm saying? Or or have you fucking humming some shit? Yeah. Or like, or, you know, it's just super catchy, bro. Right? Like he, like, but like you said, like he's also giving you that like variety, right? Like he'll give you um, him singing. He'll give you him fucking uh, hella features, hella bars, like some dope beats. Like so, he just gives you a little bit of everything, man. But. I think either way, bro, both of them were, it's just, I just love music just like you do, bro. And I just appreciate it so much um, because the level of creativity and courage you have to have to, to go out there and put your music out there and and allow it to be subjected to millions upon millions of people. It's, it's a vulnerability that not many people know about, bro. And it is a, you know? I agree. And if they don't deliver, oh, they get shitted on heavy, bruh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially
1: it's with the like, hype, uh, it's it's yeah, it's it's uh, it's crazy because like, you know, just if it's not received well, and you've kind of like put in the work and past efforts, it can like, it can be brutal. They can be brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's just if it's just not felt, you know what I'm saying? i i completely agree with you that like making music and kind of like releasing that is very makes the artist very vulnerable right um so you have to like give props to anyone who's who's willing to do that
0: for oh, sure. and, and you know what man it's just like any art bro music music is art even even putting your food out there if you're a chef you know what i mean like just and just being out there and 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 putting like your stamp out there or putting your brand out there is like a really difficult thing to do, man. And you have to have this level of like, you also, you have to have this level of, I don't give a fuck what people think, but at the same time, like you have to care enough to like, yeah. Like put, put tough skin, yeah. it tough it, skin, man. Yeah. It's tough, dude. It, it's, it's super tough, but yeah, you gotta have that. Yeah. But I was going to say that like, when yeah. With with like, with art, bro. It's all subjective. If you think about, it, I don't know if you cut. Um, do you listen to Tyler the Creator at
1: all? I love Tyler the Creator. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Did you happen to catch his his interview um, with uh, Ebro on? Uh, I think I forget what radio station that was. Um, but there was an interview he did recently where he was talking about point of reference and and how interesting point of reference really is. And if he, he broke it down to where it's just like, bro, like, like this person can have an opinion about his music. And so can this person and neither one of them are wrong because it's from each individual point of reference. So, and right. that's like, that's like the beauty of like art and music. And when you're talking about it and we're having like conversations like we're doing now, like we're subjecting our thoughts to, to what it is man and those motherfuckers like are at a level that not many people can get to bro and it's it's to me it's unfathomable bro like I I I I just commend anybody that gets out there out there on that stage bro it's crazy that arena
1: you know like uh, that's that's very interesting now that I think about it what you said uh with the whole Tyler interview and how he you know, uh, pointing out like or respected everyone's kind of like point of reference, right? You may not like his music because of your certain point of reference, and he respects that, right? And I think if we were to round it back to everything that we talked about, it's like everyone kind of has their own point of reference in their life and what they're going through, you know what I'm saying? And I think what's key, and I, you know, I believe this wholeheartedly that it's compassion, right? Compassion is key in understanding, you know. um, We, I may not live like how another person lives, or you may not live how I live, or, you know, everyone has their own shit, but you can still be compassionate.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, dude, I think you hit the nail on the head, bro, because, you know, underneath all of that stuff, bro, and and why we appreciate music and why we even express our opinions is because we care, bro, and, you know, like, I think that, like, for, for artists like Drake and Kanye, um, we hold them to such high regards because they've delivered for, you know, like at least a decade now with, you know, with what they've been doing, you know what I mean? And it's uh, yeah, for sure. The bar is continuously set higher and higher and it's uh, it's crazy. And um, we had a, we, ha- we kind of touched on it earlier, like nothing new is being done bro under the sun. It's really just like, they're kind of like, they're trying to give you new versions of themselves, new sounds and shit like that. But at the same time, like it's like everything's kind of being influenced from the past. Like Kanye is a master of like, like going in the past and finding sounds and finding old. And so is Drake in his own way, bro. Like uh, that one song that he has called race my mind. I didn't even realize he was fucking taking the melody from, uh, from a Rick James song. uh, Give it to me, baby. And he was putting his own spin oh, on really me. yeah let's go back and listen to that song again and then listen to to rick nams give it to me Baby," and you'll be like whoa what the fuck bro like because like it sound, like it's 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 such a good song for me it was such a good song um because it's like melodic like it's super catchy and uh it was i, I thought the content of the song was really dope but then like my homie was like he was like bro you know where that you know where that sound's coming from right and i was like Sounds familiar, but I don't know where it's at. And he was like, Bro, that's that's Rick James. That's that's give it to me, baby. And I was like, Whoa, it fucking is bro. I like played it like right after, and I was like, That's fucking- <laughs> so they're masters of like going back in time, bro, and finding like these these dope ass sounds and these dope ass songs where, um, and kind of he does the same thing like Overnight Celebrity, the one with twist Twisted Man. He, um, he t- he samples yeah. songs right but that one specifically was a dope ass song by uh it's an old school song bro um I'm gonna have to look it up but dude these guys are just are just awesome awesome fucking talents bro and like I just I just appreciate them bro it's like you know there's that the whole saying nowadays man it's like give these motherfuckers their flowers bro cuz they fucking deserve it bro like they've been doing this for a long fucking time and yeah, they deserve that shit, bro. Oh, it's, it's, it's a song uh, called, uh, cause I love you by Lenny Williams. He sampled that shit for, for overnight celebrity. And it's such a fucking good song, bro. Like if you, if you go back and listen to that song and then listen to to that song, which was called overnight celebrity. It's crazy, bro. These guys are count. I wouldn't even know where to begin with this music shit, bro. (laughs) Like if I got my career going, you know what I mean? So I
1: love, I love like the, I love the art of sampling, right? Like, and I I dig a lot. You know, I think the the one sample that like always sticks out in my mind that I respect the most is... uh, What's that?
0: Yo. Yo. All right, you all, we're back online. We had a little mishap with... uh, my internet connection, my bad, uh but my guy Ramel is back online, and we were talking about sampling and uh you know digging in the crates a little bit, man, so go ahead and get back to your thought bro
1: yeah man i uh i uh, whole i love the art of sampling and i I'm always digging to find like other samples and and hear where it originally comes from, and just you know jam it out to that original but i think the the one sample that always sticks out in my head that I think is the craziest sample is a. Uh, odb's uh ooh baby i like it raw right that piano hit that was sampled from the first note on stevie wonders knocks me off my feet
0: oh shit yeah i gotta check that out bro yeah check
1: that out man and they just flipped it it's crazy
0: dude yeah i'm gonna have to go do that man i'm trying to think because i i love that song too man you know uh both songs actually stevie wonders a fucking he's a god yeah yeah, so I'm gonna have to definitely check that out. You're absolutely right, though, man. Sampling is a big part of like the game. And I think that like a lot of these youngsters, man, they probably don't even recognize like some of these sounds are coming from, they're being yeah. derived from, from them old school songs, bro. But they're fucking vibing out to it, man. You know what I'm saying? But you know, like real ones know, man, that, that these guys are, they're, they're digging in the crates themselves and they're finding some like old school samples so they can kind of play off <laughs> – I mean, even Drake, right? Like, uh, if you think about it, off the, uh, what was that one song that he did with YG? He sampled, uh, like, he kind of like put together. Oh yeah, he well, that
1: was like verse wise, right? He did that with the uh, Rapping Forte's. Exactly. And that was that was kind of controversial in a sense because it was like, yo, like he's basically just rapping his song, right?
0: Yeah, exactly, bro. <laughs> but I think uh, Drake, from from what I know, he fucking he actually pays like royalties, man. He'll like, yeah does that he'll make sure he fucking sends over you know yeah, you, whatever whatever he owes to to kind of sample that you know what i'm saying
1: yeah and i think there's, there's been other artists who've done that before too like jay-z i think did that with like biggie's lyrics and a couple of songs or
0: something like that so
1: it's, he definitely wasn't the first one
0: yeah and you know like i can imagine bro like while we're on this subject and we, we will wrap it up here in a little bit because uh we are kind of we kind of just got a little long-winded huh it's been a fun hey, conversation, bro but but i want i want to say that like um I forget what song it was. I think it was the end of um, Forest Hills Drive when when J. Cole was like, he was kind of like just venting a little bit about like, oh, motherfuckers shouldn't make it this hard to fucking release samples because like, you know, like if you made that music and you put it down to the universe, like like, yeah. it, be, like it inspired a motherfucker, like like it shouldn't be this hard to fucking get samples. So I can imagine like for any artist or any beat makers or whatever the case may be, are looking to kind of like go in that direction and and you know find inspiration from old school songs like they have to go through so many hoops just to just to like put that song out because they have to get to the originator of it like it's got to be released there's all sorts of legal shit man but i think that like i think that that's that's one of the biggest reasons why some projects really don't get released as early as we want them to sometimes because they kind of face these like hurdles that they that they kind of encounter before they release it because it's like oh we can't release this we don't want to get fucking sued for this shit so yeah. it's interesting right because like you you know which song i'm referring to with uh j cole at the end there where he's kind of like uh where he's kind i of don't know about that shit
1: but i but i feel it though i mean like i've uh i've like kind of like fell into many rabbit holes of like uh artists who have been sampled you mm-hmm. know like bob james and he kind of like goes through a couple of like songs that have sampled him and he kind of you know he kind of gives his input you know i think one one song that comes to mind was uh hieroglyphics they uh i think it was called i think it was called taxi i don't know but they sampled the uh the theme song to taxi cab and i think the i I don't know if it was bob james but whoever made that original song
0: Uh
1: uh didn't wasn't vibing with it and it was basically like he said like you know i don't think the artist did enough to 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 do justice mm-hmm. and he basically i think he nixed the whole thing but you could find it on like youtubers and
0: and that's it that's an interesting point too right because like it, it is it is that artist's right to kind of be like hey man you're kind of you're you're fucking with my product here you know what i mean like if if they don't agree with the sound and the twist that you're putting on it like i think that that is that person's right to be able to be like, nah, bro, I'm not, I'm not going to let you fuck my shit up. But at yeah. the same time, like I, I do side with, I, I side, I see that, but I side more along the lines with J Cole. Like music is like, it, it's, it's one of the many ways that connect us all, bro. You know what I mean? And I feel like it's like, I've always, I've always said this, bro, music, like there's, there's a song for every mood, every, Absolutely. situation, every fucking emotion you know like out there bro so like like when you're even when you're feeling all the fucking alone there's a song that someone fucking wrote to show you that you're not all alone because like if you're feeling something like you're like i'm the only motherfucker on this planet that feels this way Nah, i'm like no you're not not, (laughs) there's like millions of other motherfuckers that feel that same way so you're never really alone and that's the one thing i love about music too it's just like so we're all connected bro and it just reminds us constantly so with that being said I feel like yo you put your music out there bro it's it's like your gift to everybody bro it's like your gift to the community and it should be kind of like people should be allowed to kind of like uh experiment with it as long as they're not fucking like you know desecrating
1: it or something yeah
0: yeah you know cuz that that I think that would be the difference right but if you're doing it and you're kind of like like using it to kind of help elevate your musical sound or kind of like help you express like whatever uh whatever your your song is going to be about then i think that's totally fine but you know i i get it though everybody everybody has their own kind of like way of doing things you know what i'm saying yeah. but i think that's that's a cool thing that we're both fucking like big music heads. we're gonna have to kind of like revisit these discussions at some point bro <laughs> yeah for sure you know what i mean but yeah. before, before we get on out of here bro because i know we're pressed for time and shit over here but uh um is there anything that, that you wanted to kind of like touch on before we, before we get up out of here?
1: No, nah, man, I'm just, uh, you know, uh, I'm very grateful for the for the time and and, and the chance to come on here and just talk, bro, just to talk to you, man. I appreciate it.
0: Sure. Absolutely, brother. It's been, it's been a pleasure, man. And like I said, we've been meaning to do this for a while and it was a fun conversation, dude. And, I'm, dude, if you're down ever, you know, in the future, man, we can make this happen again, man. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: we got we to do that DMT episode, man.
0: Ah! <laughs> I know bro we, we do man we do i uh i probably won't partake in any of the dmt but i'll talk to you i'll be i'll be like your sherpa bro
1: yeah i need you to you'll, you'll be like the color commentator
0: yeah we'll, we'll, put, we'll put like a camera up bro and like i'll like i'll kind of walk you through your trip bro <laughs> that would be fucking cool man but uh yeah, man, I appreciate you for taking the time and, and coming on here, bro. It, it really means a lot to me that you have blessed the me Bless beyond measure podcast with your presence. Um, let folks know how they can contact you, bro, on Instagram and all that stuff if you're cool with that. Oh
1: yeah, you can. Uh, well, it's it's a private account, but you can add me on Kumo B, and you know we'll see what's
0: up. <laughs> so, I'll put a, I'll put a little I'll put a, your little Instagram handle on here and all that shit, man. So there's Sounds a lot good, of people man. I'm pretty sure can relate to this conversation. But I appreciate you, bro. Uh, But everybody that tuned in and is listening all the way to the end of this episode, I hope you all enjoyed. Hope you all got a ton of value out of this. And until the next time, man, stay blessed. Peace, y'all.
1: Peace, y'all.